say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Okay, marker three, two, one. Hello, and welcome to another set of really I'm a grandparent here on JLJ Media. I am the JLJ of JLJ Media, James Lott Jr., and a grandfather of four. Yes, grandfather of four. My latest edition is Trenton, and I'm in love with him already. He's four months old. Okay, so I asked somebody who's cool. <laughs> um, he goes by the cool grandpa, and the concept is really interesting because he brings up a point that I mentioned to several of my fellow grandparents about how grandmothers are always talked about lovingly, and they're always a source of comfort and warmth in many stories uh, in life. And I love my grandmothers, and I mean, I, and I don't have any left, but I, I did love them when they were here. Uh, but I like my grandfathers, too. And I'm a grandfather myself, and so is this gentleman, and he's dedicated a website and a show, Cool Grandpa, to grandfathers. I love this idea of, of men talking about grandparenthood, of issues of, of stuff. And he's he's a cool guy, and his name is Greg Payne. Hello, Greg. Hi, James. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Yeah, welcome to the podcast. Uh, so, folks, our show is on every single audio stream platform you think of, just about. So, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google, Apple, all those. iHeartRadio, everywhere. Just go there and find us under Really I'm a Grandparent. And then we also are JLJ Media all across the board. My online network is JLJ Media. There's a subscribe button somewhere. I point always the wrong direction. It's a red <laughs> rectangle as a subscribe button. So hit it. I always point, I always point to go, James, you point, it's over here. I'm like, okay, wherever it is. Just, you know, right. just, right. just press it. Be kind and press it. Yep. Um, or, or as we say in the South, mash that button. Oh, man, I didn't know, I didn't know that. Mash that button. Yep. Okay. I didn't know that's, I a, that's a Southern thing I learned when I moved down here. I love it. And where are you exactly? I'm in Atlanta. Oh, you're in Atlanta. Okay, yes. Absolutely. Down there. A very cosmopolitan southern city. Yes, yes. With lots of outlying areas, too. I mean, lots of reasons. It's, it's not just the main city, but it's also lots of outlying areas also. Yeah, it's a little bit, I think, like Los Angeles, where you can't hardly find anybody that actually was born and raised here. You know, everybody's from somewhere, yes. which is absolutely great because because we get so many different perspectives and ideas and backgrounds. It's just fabulous. Yeah. It's I I've been to Atlanta many times and I have a lot of friends in Hollywood. They're there. I mean, there's a lot of, a lot of productions happening. So they're, they're going there, staying there for months, staying there for years. So they're moving there. Um, it's cheaper to live in Los Angeles. And so, yes, mm -hmm. I, I get, I understand why, but I, I like Atlanta. I have a good time there. Um, okay, so grandfathers, which is this, I, this is your first on this show for me to really talk about grandfatherhood. Uh, I've talked yeah. to grandparents, grandmothers, and that, but grandfatherhood. Um, I'm Papa Jamie. I made the choice that I was very young. My first grandchild came. I was not going to be grandpa or granddaddy <laughs> or gramps. And they joke with these, say it now, so they're older. But it started out, I was one of the, one of the early people going, Papa. Because my mother was Nana and I was Papa, and I kind of like that. So what? So what are you to your your grandchildren? 
Well, I've got a three-year-old grandson and a granddaughter that's just turning one. So we haven't quite locked in um, a nickname for this yet. So right now I'm still grandpa. There's, uh, you know, so I think at some point I may end up with grandpa Greg or which was my dad or, or something else. So, you know, we're still kind of figuring that out as the uh, three-year-olds getting more talkative. And coming up with those names, but uh, right now Grandpa's working out for me. Yeah, my I had Grandpa Bob. You know, his, his name was Roberto, but he was Grandpa Bob. And then my other grandfather was grandfather actually. Um, he was Dutch, so it was very, it was very dry. They were very dry, so I loved him. Very dry, but it was very kind of formal. But not it was formal, but he wasn't formal. We just use that, use like that word. Uh, but Grandpa Bob was very just. It was just. It was. It stuck with us when we were kids. It was easy to say. Um, so I never thought about for myself, literally, I didn't think I'd be a grandparent as soon as I was one the first time. I didn't imagine that. I thought I have many more years to go. Um, oh, yeah. And now I'm at the point where my oldest, two oldest, could biologically have children. I mean, they're obviously going to, but they could buy. I could be a great grandfather if, if they did that to me. And I'm like, don't do that to me. Oh, uh, don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. Not yet. No, in my 50s. Not yet. Not yet. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's the, the, the interesting thing is everybody has different reactions and everybody hits grandfatherhood at different times, different circumstances. And I don't know about you, but when I heard it, it was a little bit of like, oh, don't do this to me. I am not ready to be old yet. You know, because I think we all have these images of our grandfathers, probably when we're around 10 or 12 years old, when they're already, let's say mid 60s, Yes. And they've got a hitch in their step and they've got some things going on. And so I, I just remember like, I'm not that guy yet. You know, don't, what, what are you doing to me? So, you know, it, everybody gets it at different points at, at times and everybody has a different reaction to it. But I think across the board, there's a general consensus of, uh, you know, kind of happy this is occurring. And, and then also this disbelief that it's occurring at the same time. And, and, and a little bit of, you know, how do I Google how to be a grandfather or where's the instruction manual? And, you know, like we're talking about, you know, you, we get thrown into this role and we've got role models from our past role models that we've seen, uh, from friends of ours. And then we're just kind of winging it and doing the best we can. So that's what, you know, I, your program and, and everything's all about, right. Is let's get grandfathers talking because grandmas have got it all figured out. I mean, they're yes. networked in, it seems like they, I mean, they've got a secret instruction manual yeah, somewhere. Somewhere, on, right? It's like, they got it. Yeah. I, I'm, uh, you know, I'm ready to be called Nana. These are my yes. cookie recipes. Yes. Here's my toy box for the kids. Yes. Here's my netting. And then grandfathers are like, holy crap, I got to figure this out. And then I've also got to figure out activities where I'm not going to get in trouble by grandma or by the mom, you know, like. Hey, I didn't know that the kid couldn't work on a wiring harness on an old Corvette when he's seven years old. Right. He's like, oh. you know, I, I mean, he, he wasn't hurting anything, yes. you know, or, or, you know, sharpening a chainsaw blade. Right. Like, yeah, yes, yes. Well, you know, we got to figure it out. The thing, Greg, you hit the nail on the head. It's, and, and, and he's, and, you know, he's being funny folks about kind of like the grandmother's thing, but it's so true. It seems like their role is already set for them. They know what their role, they fall easily right into it. And grandfatherhood, we're kind of like, Okay, and men think differently than women anyway. So we just so in just in general, we're not the type to just come all the way in and take over and and type and insert ourselves. We 
we usually try to respect our our if it's our son or our daughter, it's their it's their family. We're a little more, I think it's kind of true, we're a little more standoffish at first, kind of like we're happy for them and we're excited, but we're not the type to just go straight in, are we? No, and I, I think some of that is uh, the moms in, you know, I'm painting a lot of this with a broad brush, so there's exceptions yes, yes, for everything. Yes. But I think having a lot of the women having been moms, having gone through that, they know what the new mom needs. They know that the new mom's going to be tired at this point. They know the new mom's going to be this or that. And so I think there's a natural um, inclination or, or a memory that says, hey, this is what you know, the new daughter-in-law or the new daughter needs in terms of support, where I think for us, we know our role is a lot more the security, making sure the surroundings are okay, and then not knowing exactly what to do with this newborn thing other than hold it and love it and and be all over it when we can but there's this idea of i talk to people it's a little like when you're doing public speaking and you don't know what to do with your hands and you've got this awkward like are they in my pockets what am i am i talking with my hands what am i doing with my hands and that feels like at least my experience when i was a new grandpa of kind of being off to the side a little bit and then trying to figure this thing out and knowing when to step in, when to back out and then what everybody needed. Well, it's funny. So what age did you become a grandfather? I became a grandfather at 49. Okay. So I became a grandfather in my thirties. I was still raising my one daughter. So I was still a parent and I became a grandparent. So it was, it was, a, it was, so in my case, it was kind of like, well, the kids will still, the kid will just come with the, with the kid. I mean, like, it's kind of this, and I grew up with, I grew up in a big family and I have an uncle who's my age. Mm-hmm. So I kind of knew this. So, so my other daughter had to deal with the, I have a, I have a niece or I have a nephew or is that a cousin or whatever. What is that? Yeah, what is it? <laughs> got to figure all that out. It was just this weird, right. like, is this Auntie Monica? I don't know. I, mean, I guess it's your auntie. And they joke that it's her auntie because she and my oldest grandchild are like maybe 10 years apart in age. Like it's kind of close. So that happens in families too. So it's kind of this weird. So I was still a parent. I was still parenting when I became a grandparent. So for me, it was more like, I don't think I've ever talked about this before. It's kind of funny on my own show. Um, it's always been, it was a, a push and pull of, I'm not this kid's parent, but we're, but they're right. with me on a somewhere. So I got to treat, almost treat, I like, I'm, I don't want to treat them too differently because, but they are different because they're not my child, but it's my child. And this is my child. It's my child. Like it was, it was a weird juxtaposition for me for a few years to the, to the other daughter grew and became a young adult. Right. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's definitely because I've had a friend of mine that was in a similar situation and there's definitely this, this thing of how do I treat this grandchild as a grandchild and not the child, you know, because there's definitely uh, lines of demarcation where you don't want to step on parents' toes. You don't want to overstep boundaries and things like that. But at the same time, uh, they're so close in age to the children that it's like, okay, they're just getting lumped in together and we'll kind of sort it out and and we'll watch those differences or, or those relationships divide out naturally over a course of time. But initially it's just, you know, it's the old shake and bake, man. We're just throwing them all in together, shaking yes. it up and then uh, having a good time. Yes, and but but then one's calling you grandpa, and one's calling you dad. And it's like, it's just, it's it's weird at first, and but also, but again, going back to your original statement, there's no manual for guys, so we're just kind of going. We're, we're trying. I'm still trying to be a, a dad. I'm still trying to figure yeah. that out. So I'm like, 
um, grandparent, that was not even on my radar. Because uh, I'll think the same thing, 60s, maybe 70s, I'll become one. I'm not even, th- I'm not even thinking that. Oh yeah, abs- absolutely. And that's the whole, that's the whole, I guess, kind of crux behind this cool grandpa thing was when I became a grandfather, I was looking around and I had, you know, I realized that people that were fortunate enough to have a relationship with their grandfather, um, you know, typically that was a meaningful relationship. Now, not everybody has those relationships um, and all of that, but if I realized if I wanted to be a positive role model for my grandkids, I needed to figure this thing out. And the best way I knew to figure it out is to go talk to other grandpas and go talk to experts and figure out what they're doing. And you know what? Most of them are doing exactly what we're doing. They're, they're kind of feeling it out as they go and they're making some mistakes, but they're also picking up some very valuable tips that they can pass back to me as a new grandpa, right? A lot of stuff like be interested in what your kids are interested in. Don't force your grandkids to watch old, uh, you know, sci-fi movies. You know, just because I love Starsky and Hutch from back in the day doesn't oh mean God. my grandkids going to love Starsky and That's Hutch. Starsky and Hutch, okay. <laughs> you know. And Hutch. I love it. I love it. You know, it's one of those like, hey, if you know, I was talking with the three-star general, and he was talking about like, look, my granddaughter wants to play Barbies. We're playing Barbies. I'm down on the floor playing Barbies. And this is a guy that was in charge of NATO forces, you know, back in the day. And he's like, this is what they need. This is what they do. Because what we want to do early on is build those bonds and relationships. So when they're in their teens, they, they will come to us and ask us stuff that maybe they won't ask their parents. And it's one of those like, hey, would you rather have those grandkids come talk to a family member who they trust and love? and know that we love them and want the best for them? Or do you want them to talk to their knucklehead friends? You know, especially things, it may be college or relationships or, um, you know, whatever it may be. But if you're not down on the ground having a tea party with your granddaughter, you know, she's not going to come to you later and ask you about important questions. So that's, that's part of the things that I've been learning. Some of the things I've been learning during the show too, um, I don't know if you've learned also, there is uh, the delineation of, okay, watching your kid's parent can be very hard Mm -hmm. because you have your own ways also. And you're also hard for your kids to parent in front of you because they're either trying to be the opposite of what they think you did or they're trying to emulate what you did, but with, with their own twist. Or like, there's always there's So I always say that there's awkwardness sometimes with both sides. Like it's it's kind of this weird. This is their children, not yours, but right. they are related to you, so they're part of you. It's this kind. Of, I've got that over a lot of these conversations. How sometimes that's caused fights and disruption, and it's because it's just such a tough situation. Yeah, and the biggest thing that I, I mean, I would even add to that too is that even social interactions uh, when you're going over for Thanksgiving, when they're coming over to your place, the, the new, the young parents are also trying to figure out what are their traditions and then how do they fit in? And the big takeaway that I've had from, from this, whether it's the parenting styles, the interaction with the, the new couple or the holiday and vacation interactions is be talking up front about what everybody's expectations are and get that out on the table, you know, and I think too, when you see 
your kids parenting in a certain style that maybe you don't agree with, keep your mouth shut, you know, especially at that time. Yes. Don't, you know, you might pull junior aside and say, Hey, um, I, well, and I had this conversation with my son over the weekend. Uh, he's talking about everything with the three-year-olds in negotiation. And I just looked at him, you know, we're having our own private moment. The daughter-in-law's not there. The son, yeah. grandson's not there. I'm just like, kid, you, if you're asking me, I don't negotiate with terrorists and, and a three-year-old's a terrorist. Exactly. You know, and there's, there's time and places to, for, for bribes yeah. and, and yeah. doing some things like that. But that was a moment away from a situation away from everything where I could go, Hey, here's my view from outside. And here's what I did with you, by the way, I didn't negotiate with your brother. Your brother wanted to throw a fit. I was big enough to pick him up and stick him in his car seat when it was time to go. I yeah. wasn't, I wasn't offering up an aminal cracker yeah, yeah, if he yes. got in the car. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We don't do that. No, yeah. exactly. But you know, it, it's tough because every generation has new books and new philosophies and new, you know, it, it went from, you know, timeouts and, or what, I don't know, we, we're probably the same generation. You got a boot in your ass if you didn't, you know, yeah, obey, yeah. obey your dad. Yeah. And then it went to timeouts and it's a, you know, it's a whole different thing. And at the end of the day, everybody's trying to figure it out and do what's best for the kids. Um, but sometimes there's, there's moments where it's like, Hey, this personality is not going to respond to, you know, this particular method that you may have read in a book. Here's, you know, take it or leave it, kids. Here's my experience. Right. Um, yes, I, I, I'm a 70s kid, 80s teenager. You know, I mean, I, I come from that, you know, you listen to everybody. Any parent talks to you, listen to them. There's no like, you're not my mother. You know, I get popped in the mouth for saying that. Um, yeah. that's, I'm not saying it was right or wrong. This is how I was raised. I think it turned out pretty well. You know, I'm sure. I mean, I had some therapy, who knows? Um, <laughs> no, but I really turned pretty well. Uh, my kids, I raised them a certain way. They're nine. My kids were '90s kids. They're from the '90s, so um, to, to, to the 2000s, '90s to the 2000s. Um, so that was so that was that was that generation of kid where things were a little different, and I did raise them different than my parents raised me. Um, but now my grand, my kids are raising their kids. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 
actually kind of similar to raise I raised them. So I'm always saying that my one daughter is Roseanne. She's hilarious. I try not to laugh or talk to her kids because they're hilarious to me. Um, but she's pretty, she's kind of strict in certain ways. My other daughter's new. She's a new daughter. So right now she's just doting on top of everything, trying to keep everything in control. It's that first year, trying to keep them alive. You know, keep them alive first year. Right. Uh, that kind of thing. We all went through it. And so I don't really know what kind of mother she's yet. Yeah, because she's still swimming in four months. Um, and, and her and her husband. I don't know how, to, how, they, how they are yet. Uh, but my other daughter and her man, they they make me laugh, and they just and it's it's and they're but they're pretty strict and stern about things. And I'm like, okay, that was that was kind of like me. I was a smart ass father. I said the smart ass remarks. Um, you know, I, I was I was on the cross between you know a homeboy from Home Improvement and some other you know and some you know and some other some other parent uh, growing up. So my kids know, and I had deep voice, so my daughters would get quiet. I had deep; they just knew I wasn't playing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, with the kids today. It's just, it's funny to be this grandparent to watch them, go see them, hang out with them. And I'm almost like this magical character. My kids, my grandkids don't live with me. They live in a home, they live in Northern California. So I was always coming to visit. Sure. When they're coming to visit me. There's a whole different relationship there too, other than if you have them where they're nearby. There's a whole other relationship. Oh, I, I, talk, I talk to people too about that. It's a difference also. Yeah, absolutely. My, my grandson and granddaughter are 500 miles away. I'll say that, yeah, so, 400, so yes. We, we do the same thing. You know, we go up and we'll visit for a week or so, and then we come back and, you know, so we're seeing them a few times a year. So it's yeah. not as, with my grandfather, it was maybe three to five years in between visits. He was in Eastern Oregon and okay. I did a lot of my growing up in DC. Okay. Um, yeah. So I didn't see him all that much. Uh, but when we did, it was multiple weeks at a time. And you're right. It's absolutely different from being the grandparent where, the kids want to go out on movie night and drop the grandkids off. And then you're the babysitter and we enjoy it and love it. Uh, but at the same time, being a distant grandparent um, takes a little bit more work as far as building those connections and making yeah. sure that we, we definitely have to maximize that quality time. Yes, very much so. Um, I, so when you, so doing this, so you decided, you said, okay, I went, so folks, it's cool dash grandpa.us is the website um and it has some tools on there plus this podcast you're doing so how are you enjoying the world of, of i've been doing this for like 10 years oh, how goodness. are you enjoying the world of podcasting well it i think like everybody you love it and hate it at yeah. the same it, meaning that i love having conversations like oh, this yeah. and and with other people the hating part comes with the editing yes. and the doing the show notes and yes. pushing stuff out and i know that there's uh, services that'll do that and reasonably priced and great people that do this stuff. But this is a passion project for me right now. And I'm starting to put some building blocks in place to grow it into something bigger. But for right now, it's I'm a one-man band and I'm doing it. Now, what's great is I'm learning new skills with this. And I'm learning because I was always a guy that growing up uh, around computers, I was always hesitant to like, uh, what'd you do? Did you just erase the entire database? Did you just take everything down? So I've been getting a lot more comfortable going in and working on the website myself and doing some things. So I've absolutely been loving that. And what I love too, is finding other grandfathers like yourself, where we're bonding together and we're kind of waving this flag saying, Hey, um, not to discount grandmas or anything, but grandpas are important. You know, especially when we have more grandpas now raising grandkids, even, 
And I think grandfathers need to be celebrated a little bit. And we need to explore this relationship because like I said, when you think back about the relationships that most people had with grandfathers, if they had a relationship, it was very positive. And I'm talking with people our age or older, yeah. they're talking about life influencing moments with their grandfathers when they were 10 years old mm-hmm. and they were, they were, they went fishing with their grandfather and, you know, they had this experience, they had this conversation and they're in their sixties and seventies and they're still remembering it. So I love meeting other grandpas that are waving this flag around and saying, Hey, this relationship and this role is very important. So guys, how can we do this a little bit better? So, yeah, I, yeah, I've, I've been, cause I decided to do a younger grandfather podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I decided cause the face of the grandparent is changing. It's getting younger. Um, and I, it's always been a kind of, but it's getting now, it's just getting younger nowadays. And I, but I want to explore, how be grandparents at an age where you're still living life. You're still working. Yeah. You're still either some of you are raising kids still. So it's, it's the point is you're still, you're still fully you. Like you're still, you're not, you still have hopes and dreams still too. Oh, that's the, that's the biggest thing too. I mean, when I think started hearing like, Oh, 50 is the new 30 and 40 is right. the new 20. Yeah. A bunch of that sounds like a bunch of marketing crap to me. Yeah. But what I'm realizing that's important and, and you nailed it, is that grandfathers have got to have their own lives still. And I'm a guy that likes to get out and do whitewater kayaking. I do sure. class three, some class four. I get flipped over, beat up, but I'm rolling. I'm doing stuff. I'm still going out doing my own adventures, right? And I want grandpas, like you're saying, it, you could be in your 30s, 40s, whatever. Don't figure that your life's over because you're starting to have grandkids. Because if you if you're not being fulfilled yourself, you can't pour yourself into others. You can't share yourself if you've got nothing to share. I did. Uh, I have a podcast for left-handedness. I'm left-handed. Um, the only person left-handed in my family is one of my grandchildren. So I had, I had the opportunity and pleasure to have him on my show. And it was very interesting to have my grandson on one of my podcasts. It was the weirdest thing on earth, (laughs) but the most beautiful thing on earth, too. We had a great time. Uh, And that's what it is. We create a memory. We have this in common. We both are left-handed. I'm saying it's from me. I was going to say it. Obviously, nobody else in the family is left-handed, so it's from me. Um, I get to claim it. I actually named him as a baby. So I had that experience also. Um, And so that was something that it it was a great moment for us to be together um, I was going to direct him. I was like, okay, now it's your turn. You know, talk. And it was a lot of fun, but it's like, that's kind of like in place of back in the day when I was with my grandfather, he lived in New York. I was in California. So like you, I saw him three, maybe twice a year, once every couple of years. Uh, but he talked on the phone a lot. We would talk on the phone and send letters, you know, back in the day we did that. But when I saw him, it was, I was with him 24 seven and my grandmother too, but I was with him or to work with him. So I had to see what he was. So I had to see what he was doing. He liked boxing, so we'd watch boxing. So it was like this is literally the same thing. I'm bringing my grandson to work with me, so to speak, to have a moment. It reminded me of going to my grandfather's job or doing something he did, or going to a restaurant. It's my grandson in California, and they're like, oh yeah, you know, hey, you know, hey Bob, hey, you know, and, and you get to show me off a little bit. That's kind of what it felt like. It was like we have, we have to, we need to have that more. The kids need that more and more that they have another person who loves them, who's not their parent but it's somebody who's related to your parents, so to speak. It's kind of an interesting thing. Oh, and that's awesome because the other thing too is you guys have got a digital memory together. Yes. I mean, 
it, with the way technology, we can upgrade these files and we can do these different things is he's got this memory now in this conversation with you. It's, it's not a memory of a conversation. It's like, Hey, I want, I was on the left-handed podcast with my grandpa and it, here it is. So he can show it to his kids and have that, have that experience. And what I love about that too, is it's exposing him to the creativity of this podcasting environment and digital world that we've been, I don't know, thrust into in the last 20 years or so. This stuff never existed. I mean, if you wanted to get into any kind of publishing, it was going through, you know, journalism school. It yes. was being the, you know, graveyard shift reporter somewhere. Yes. And it was working your way up. We got this thing now for a few hundred bucks. I've got a podcast up and going. Mm -hmm. And it's it's sharing that creativity with the grandchildren and, and showing them, hey, uh, you know, when you get older, who knows what's going to be around and what's going to be happening that you can create your own job. You can create your own voice in this world and and have it have an impact on, on what's being talked about. Yeah, I, I was shocked because I, you know, I, have, I have 35 shows. I have all these shows I do for this network. And um, and this year, Feedspot featured us as one of the 25 grandparent podcasts to watch in 21. I thought, I didn't even know. I saw I was exposed to all these other people who are doing these podcasts. Like you guys are I'm like, oh, I thought I didn't I think I was the only person in the world, clearly. But I said, no, there's a whole world. I thought, yeah, it's a world for grandparents. I like yours because you're specifically a world for grandfathers. And again, men need to talk. Men need to have spaces to talk and to congregate and to meet up. Uh, whether it's a father space, uh, a brother space, an uncle space, or a grandfather space, I think we need that. So I'm glad that you're. I'm so, I'm so glad to see your website and your podcast that you're doing. It's it's supposed to be specific. It's about the male side of things. I say that we're all the same, but still we're men. There's a fundamental right. thing that we all kind of feel. Yeah, there's there's a different way we communicate, and there's a different way that we get messages across to each other. And I guess that's communication. But what I mean is I was driving around, for instance, I'm driving around this weekend in Dallas at my nephew's wedding and I've got my oldest son. We were sharing a hotel room. We're driving around running errands, picking people up. We were probably driving around Dallas for like an hour, not talking to each other, but man, we enjoyed just being in the presence of each oh, other. Got it. It would have it would have driven my wife nuts. Yes. I think not having a conversation. And I know that there's women that can do that, but I think guys can do I agree. as much just being present with another guy. Yes. And we don't have to say anything. Yes. I agree. And so that's what that's why I'm saying, you know, guys can communicate differently and, and we're going to have different vocabulary when we're talking about grandparents on, on your show. Versus if we're talking about grandmas and grandparents in general, right? And, and we, we've done that a little bit, but uh, I, I like the idea of kind of waving the flag and saying, hey, let's talk about the guy's point in, in, in the grandfather's part. Let's, let's, you know, wave that flag a little bit more. Because again, we don't give birth. We don't no. give birth. So you're right. The women have an advantage over us in some sense. They, they again, they can sympathize with the mother, whether it's their daughter-in-law or daughter, they could go in and again, sons and son-in-laws and fathers and father-in-laws is a whole different thing. It's just, it's just, we're not, not, I mean, I, yeah, I've met some guys who are touchy feely and all that kind of stuff, but a lot of us just aren't naturally. Um, and so we have to find a way to tap into it, um, find a way to be comfortable with it, tap into it, be emotionally there for our kids, raising a child 
and our grandkids. Because sometimes your kids have questions. You know, Dad, I don't, I don't you know, so you want to give advice a little bit, but also you want to be there for your grandkids. And you might have a good point, too, earlier. Um, a lot of grandparents are raising their grandchildren. I've had a few on my show. They're talking about raising their grandchildren. So, is that, again, is that weird parent-grandparent role mixed together? Um, I'm your guardian, but yet I'm not going to give birth to you. And I didn't create you, but I am your guardian. I created the people who created you, so to speak. Oh, yeah. And I think with, with that, and I don't know what the experience has been, but if you're a grandparent and, and grandfather and you are you have that responsibility of raising a grandchild, I think to an extent you have to put away the grandparent part and step into that father part because I think we have to look at what does that child need at that point, you know, and with grandparents, we get the luxury if they're living with their parents of being that cheerleader early on in their life and unconditional love and all of that. When they're toddlers, as they get into the teenagers, we've moved more into that consulting role. Uh, we want to show you how to do things. We've got some, you know, information we've been down the road, we've been bloodied up in the battles let me show you how not to get so bloodied up, you know, but if you're raising children, I think you've got to step back into that, that father role. And, and, you know, hopefully you can step into a grandfather role later and enjoy that. But I think it's gotta be, what do those kids need out of that man at that time? Yeah, it's, 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 it's a dance. It's definitely a dance. It's definitely something that, uh, we have to all kind of look at and go, okay, this is what's going on here. Because again, you don't want to step on anybody's toes. That's the, that's no. the main thing. And we don't want to confuse the kids. Right. The you know, kids need to look at all of you and go, you're my grandfather, you're my father, you're my uncle, you're whatever. They need to know all that. And so I guess the dudes, again, we're not huge on talking. Some do. Some people are talking. We're not being, we got to figure it out somehow. So this is a great space for people to kind of talk about that and bring that up. You know, talk about what is it like to, Oh, I don't want to get involved that heavily. Like that's 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 their kids. But if you want to get involved, you feel some certain way. And right. Well, I think, and I think every situation's different. And so it, you know, to your point, you got to do, you have to do a little bit of a dance with it. But I think the communication part and setting those expectations yeah. is key. And you know, one of the worst things I think we can do, and I've done this even in my marriage, is make a ton of assumptions about the other person and how they're reacting, how they want me to react without really talking to them. And I think as grandparents and grandfathers, you've got a great chance to show some leadership with the family if you open up and, and have those conversations, even if they may be difficult conversations to have initially. I think it'll, be, it, it'll make the holidays better. It'll make interactions with the grandkids and the families better if you kind of work your way through those difficult conversations. Um, I agree. That's just that's great. So how frequent is the podcast? I go, uh, I do once a week okay. and, uh, I just started doing that initially when I started this, I was doing every other week because like I said, it was a passion project. I was learning. I didn't want to stress myself out. I didn't want to set a whole bunch of expectations and then yeah. fail. Uh, but now I've got a cadence going. I've got some things happening where it's like, okay, it's time to step up the game. You know, so we're going out once a week and I'm taking some uh, training on speaking. So I'm going to start jumping into the speaking yeah. uh, realm a little bit right. and, you know, push, pushing this message a little bit further out. 
I'm excited. I'm excited for you. I, li- I like yeah, I like the podcast. Hopefully, I'll be on there one day. Yes. Um, I love. I do love the podcast. <laughs> I do. Well, I've been doing. I know been doing it a little longer. So I thought, okay, we'll get you on this one first. Get you out there. Get see what's going. So we can come to uh, cool grandpaus I mean, I'm putting it in the. I put it in the bio. But go check out his grandfather. Even grandmothers check it out too, because I think it'll give some of the grandmothers insight. Also, right? Absolutely. You know, it's it's a little bit of uh, you know when. I don't know about you. When I was in, I had friends in college that had a subscription to Cosmo and they were reading that so they could figure out what the girls were yes. oh, yeah. doing. <laughs> and so, mm-hmm. you know, so this is a little bit of a, you know, Hey, you can, you can listen into what's going on in the grandpa clubhouse. Yes. I like that. I do. I love it. Uh, Greg Payne, Thanks for being on the show. Thanks for, you know, what you're doing for us grandfathers uh, for grandfathers, granddads, granddaddies, grandpas, gramps, <laughs> Paws, papas, wherever you want to call yourself. Thanks for making us cool. We try to be cool. I wear my hat backwards, so I'd be cool. Um, I work it out, but thanks sir, for doing that. And are you on social media anywhere? Do people find you on social media? Yeah, I'm on uh, Facebook and it's Cool Grandpa on Facebook. And uh, I'll shoot you over the URL and everything so we can put it in the show notes as yeah. well. Okay, very good, very good. Uh, everybody, of course, I'm James Lott Jr. You can follow me where all James Lott Juniors are sold at James Lott Jr. on all social media platforms. And on TikTok, yeah, I'm on there. Um, and of course, this podcast is everywhere. So it's on, like I said, all streaming platforms. Be kind, follow. Um, and it's also on my channel, which is on YouTube, which is JLJ Media. So go ahead and hit it. There's a playlist with all, I think I have 25, 26 episodes of this show. Uh, check them out and see what people are talking about. And go check him out. Go check out his stuff. I said, whether you're a grandfather, grandmother, great-grandfather, great-grandmother, whatever, just go over there, check him out, subscribe, see what he's doing over there. Um, I'm very excited how to see this grow and get bigger. And yes, and hopefully we'll be able to do talks in person and go places and have events, have grandpa events, cool grandpa <laughs> events. I mean, come on. I mean, we got we to we we get those going, too, at some point. So hopefully at some point we'll be able to get to that back to that again, too. Uh, thanks everybody for watching and grandparents are cool if you have any grandparents left i don't have any left so i miss mine but i love my grandchildren so i dedicate all these shows to my my grandchildren zayden scarlett Ryland, and trenton um but if you have grandparents or grandchildren give them a hug give them a call say something be present in their lives and hello to all my fellow grandfathers see you next time Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.